Yeah, welcome to the Sacramento Kings pre 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 game <laughs> show. Whitey Gleason, Kyle Draper. We got Kings basketball tonight against the hated Lakers, but not all the hated Lakers will be participating, will they? Yeah, no LeBron James tonight. Boo hoo hoo. Sad not that he's not playing. Not really, but you know, preseason. It's all about us. It's not about Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. I'm not going to be looking at those guys. I'm going to be looking to see what our guys do, our kings do. Uh, by the way, we're brought to you by the NorCal Sportsman Show, October 14th and 15th at the Grounds in Roseville. Kyle, are the Kings-Lakers, I know right now this this doesn't matter tonight, is that a bigger rivalry for the Kings or is the Warriors? Warriors-Kings right now is the rivalry for the yeah, Kings, Yeah, right? I, I think it's Warriors right now. Uh, I, I think, you know, this last year um, showed me not only a, a rivalry on the court, but a rivalry between the fan bases. Think about it. They had never been in the playoffs at the same time. They had never, obviously, faced off in the playoffs. And so we get that first Golden State-Sacramento series and it brought out the best and worst of people. And so, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I I know the hatred was there with the Lakers, especially uh, when both were vying for a championship. Uh, but right now, the, the Lakers, sure, they're a rival. But I would rather beat the Warriors right now because then you could talk trash to your neighbor. You could talk trash to your, your cousin who lives in the Bay Area. You could talk trash at school. The kids can, uh, you know, and so I, I just feel like, you know, if we can shut those Warrior fans up, to me, that means more to me than shutting up Lakers fans. Right I feel now. like I should apologize. We were talking on the crossover about the fact that I'll be honest, I'm not proud of it, but I'm starting to have a little anxiety about this season. I think you mm-hmm. maybe hit the nail on the head. If you're, you've been around the Kings a long time, it's kind of like being a Cubs fan in a way, right? Where you start to think, oh, what could go wrong? Right. It's just, we, we do know this. The West has, there's a chance it's going to be just just a dogfight the whole way through. That's what concerns me more than anything. Yeah, it's going to be loaded, no doubt about it. But but wasn't it loaded last year? Though? Yes. Like yes. you know, the West was tough last year, uh, and, and the Kings did extremely well. You know, and I go back to something I said the other day about Sacramento. They won forty eight games, Whitey. But really, this should have been a fifty three kind of win team, fifty two kind of win team. And people will say, well, look at some of the teams they beat. Maybe they don't get those wins. But there's no way that they should lose. Home to Charlotte, Washington, and the Sixers without Joel Embiid and, uh, you know, uh, James Harden. I I mean, those are laugh like. So we did have some head scratching losses last season. And so, you know, it may be a dogfight this year, but I'm basing it on the Kings should have won 51 52 games. And so if they drop back down to 48 47, you know what? It's because of a dogfight in the Western Conference. Like, I think they're more like that than a 44 win team or 43 win team. I know they're capable of winning 50 games, but if they don't and if they are in, if they end up in the in the play in, which I know right now that seems kind of laughable. If they are, I hope people are able to deal with that. It all depends on how it happens. But I hope people don't, if it comes to that, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on this because we don't know whether it will or not. But I hope people don't start saying, oh, well, last year they were better. So, look, they're going the wrong way. Just getting into the playoffs to me this year, it's still an accomplishment. I expect they will, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. It was it was a long time, 18 years, when they weren't in the playoffs. They get back in the playoffs this year. That is an accomplishment. So, let me ask you this. Yes. Wayne. Getting into the play-in, let's say you're that seven seed. And I hope they don't. I hope they avoid that, obviously. And, and I'm talking, you know, a, a day or two before the actual game. Kings fans shouldn't be disappointed in that? 
Like getting point, into a plan, there is a, a sort of a, 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 a stigma with it, sure. right? There's something with it because you're, you're not quite in. Right. Now, once you do win the game, once you do advance and you're in the playoffs, then you could be the Miami Heat of last year. But just for that 48-hour stretch, you know, where, you know what, you're not quite in yet, I, I would be a little disappointed, man. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't think there would be need to be. And obviously, it depends how it happens. If right. there's some catastrophic injury and it takes them all season to overcome that, you could understand it. To me, you get in the playoffs, whether it's – uh, a top four seed, or whether you have to sneak in the the back door, the play in. To me, for the Kings, that is a realistic, attainable, and a goal that everyone should feel good about as far as fans if they get into the playoffs this year. And I expect they will. Yeah, I expect them to get in. And, and maybe I'm being greedy, or or my expectations are too high. But I don't want to just see this team in the playoffs. Oh, I know. You know, like to me, they got to win a series. And if they're in the play in. That's going to be tough. Like, well, like you because, said, look at yeah, Miami. You brought right, it out. You, you, it, can, it can be done. It can happen. But, you know, uh, maybe I, I'm just looking for more growth from this team. And, and to your point, you might be right. They could be a better team. But because of how loaded the Western Conference is, it may not reflect in the record. I, I think ultimately what it's going to come down to for me is, what do you do in the postseason? If you if you are, let's say, the seventh seed, but you win a round, that's a good season, Right. That's I'll, I'll take that, you know. And so I think, you know, the Kings won't be judged necessarily. Same thing, you know, with the Niners to an extent. It's not about the regular season. We know you can get to the playoffs, but how deep can you go? That's what I want to see from the Kings. What I'm getting at, I understand what you're saying, and it's good to be, as a, as a fan, positive. And I'm not trying to, um, you know, look at it from a negative standpoint. But I remember the... Vlade, Weber, Kings, mm-hmm. they made the playoffs in that lock in, uh, lockout year in 99. They 99, lost, yeah. they barely lost to the Jazz. Great series. But they were in the playoffs. Next year, they lost to the Lakers in that first-round series. It wasn't until the following year that they actually won a series. They had, they had never in their history won a playoff series in Sacramento. So it took a number of years, and then they were on their way, and they, they had a chance to win a championship. Didn't didn't happen. So all I'm saying is, you know, Let's not get ahead of ourselves and and get our expectations. I was wondering, are you tempering expectations a little I bit? Think like, fan, I think it'd be wise as a fan not to assume that oh, they're a top four seed and you know they're going to the conference finals. Maybe they are, but I think we can still enjoy this season. Just to me, hey, are they in the playoffs? Are they in the playoff picture? To me, that that's a positive as well. I, I was going to ask you that I, because what what are the expectations? Because if Mike Brown is talking championship, why can't we? Why, why, you know, if the players are talking like that, why can't we expect that also? And so uh, that's my thing. And, and I get it. The West is loaded. Teams have gotten better. You know, uh, Memphis is in the mix. A healthy Zion. Uh, Minnesota, Anthony. I get all that. I get all that. But you play to be the best you can possibly be. Right. And so if Mike Brown is expecting, wants these guys to think championship, I got to think it too. I, I feel like, you That's know, good. Like That's all great. A, a seven, eight seed. You know what? It may have. I, I feel like, you know, when you look at a season, the more information you get, you're allowed to amend your expectations. Right. Let's say. And so if they win 60 games, let's just throw that out there. Well, I expect them to be in the NBA Finals. Sixty? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it's that out there. Possible. Uh, if they win sixty games and they're number one or two seed, I expect NBA Finals. Now, if they're a, a seven, eight seed, like you said, playing, then you got to sort of admit, uh, amend. You know what? Maybe you know we're not as good as we thought, but you could still make a run. Like you know, 
I don't believe Miami went into last season thinking, you know what? Ah, Boston and Milwaukee, they're pretty tough. So, you know, you know, like you got to have that championship mentality. You know, I don't think the Warriors went into last season thinking, man, you know, uh, everybody's so good. If we can just get in a, you know, I, I think they're thinking championship or bust. And that's that's where I think Mike Brown wants these, this Kings team to think. Manny, too legit on the chat, says uh, 60 games would be insane. He does expect <laughs> the Kings to get to the, Well, I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, does expect the Kings to get to the second round in the playoffs. Uh, the end says fans just want to see good competitive basketball. The Kings play like they did last year and make some strides on the defensive end. Playoffs and beyond is a reasonable expectation. And that's what concerns me is how is this team going to improve enough to become a legitimate contender if they don't get better defensively? There you go. That's, they, they, yeah, that's right. my concern. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The defense has to be better. And, you know, if the defense is better during the regular season, like I said earlier, you know, you win a few more games. You know, you 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 don't face Golden State in the first round. You have an easier opponent maybe in the first round and it can advance. And so, you know, it, it's just like, you know, we were talking about, I, I mentioned yesterday with the Niners, they're playing for a championship while the Cowboys were just playing to get into the tournament. I felt like at times last season, the Kings were playing just to break the streak. You know, mm-hmm. and now that you've done that, now you got to play for home court advantage in the first round. Now you got to play for the higher seed, the highest seed that you can possibly get. Just getting to the playoffs, that's not that's not our goal anymore. That's not that to me. That doesn't constitute a good season anymore. This Sacramento Kings team should be better than that. I understand that. I think both things can be true in in my view. And again, it depends how it happens what the specifics are. But to me, if the Kings get back to the playoffs this year, that is an accomplishment in and of itself after so many years of wandering. By the way, did you uh, did you have a problem as I did with uh, the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is ranked ahead of, <laughs> you, of De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis? You, you know, yes, I did have a problem with that. That's one of the things I wrote down. Carl Anthony Towns ranked 20th in the ESPN Top 50, Fox 24th, uh, Sabonis 23rd. But there was another thing that had me upset about the rankings. Another All right. player All right. uh, ahead of De'Aaron Fox All that right. got me upset when I looked at it earlier this morning. We will take a quick timeout. By the way, all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Three o'clock hour, former NBA player Damian Wilkins is going to join us. And we'll be right back. Uh, and we'll be hearing um, Kyle Draper, what he's so yeah, upset about I'm, with I'm these rankings today. It's next year. Drive Guys, Sackdown Sports. Kings tonight, of course, taking on the Lakers in Anaheim. Former home of the ABA's Anaheim. Do you know this one, Kyle? The ABA had a team ABA. in Anaheim. The Anaheim. You're going to say it, and I'm going to know it. They weren't around long. It was the Anaheim Amigos. You ever uh, heard of the I don't Ana- know if I remember that <laughs> one. I don't know. They ABA really Anaheim Amigos. Anaheim. Yeah, you stumped me on that one. That's a good one. And I think that team became the LA Stars. And they became oh, yeah, the Utah that. Stars and blah, 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 blah. Uh, we're getting ready for the game tonight by talking, among other things, about uh, the latest iteration that came out today of the ESPN Top 100 NBA players. Now, they still haven't named the top 10. Right. Uh, we don't expect any Kings to be in there. They announced today. What, numbers 11 through 50? Yeah, 11 through 50. And there's only two Kings on here, which means in the whole 100, going back to the bottom 50 yesterday that they announced, you got Harrison Barnes, and then you got Sabonis, and you got Fox. Those are the only three players, according to ESPN, Mm -hmm. from the Kings 
that are among the top 100 players in the NBA? No Keegan Murray, who was, you know, first-team all-rookie uh, a season ago. Um, no Kevin Herter, no Malik Monk. Um, that's a little shocking, a, a little shocking. I, I thought we'd at least get four guys out of the top 100. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that, you know, you get one guy between 24 and 100, you know, what was Harrison Barnes, 96? Yeah. I, I think he was. Uh yeah, that's a little disappointing, but you know our guys aren't flashy though either. You know our guys aren't you know sports center top ten highlight kind of guys, and so uh, I, I'm not too upset about that. You know we let our talking do uh, you know on the court. We do our talking on the floor, not in the preseason rankings. On the other hand, I mean Kawhi Leonard is 24, and then you got De'Aaron Fox 23rd. And Sabonis twenty second, so I mean, there's some upside. That's some there. good love, right? Ahead a of Kawhi, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then it goes Tyrese Halliburton twenty first, and, that, and I'm gonna stop right there, right there, because Tyrese. Like, I, I understand it's a love affair with Tyrese. He's fun. He's my guy. I understand that. He smiles all the time. He makes people better. But are we really saying right at this second Tyrese Halliburton is better than De'Aaron Fox? Are we really saying that? And that's what ESPN is saying. De'Aaron Fox was third team All-NBA. Think about that. When you're an All-NBA performer, you're one of the top 15 players in the league. That's what kind of season De'Aaron Fox had last season. Tyrese Halliburton, if I'm correct, didn't make that. I don't think Tyrese was an All-NBA guy No, he, was, last he made season. his first All-Star He made game. his first All-Star team, clap it up, you know, give him a nice little golf clap. And he came off the bench in the FIBA World Cup and played well. And he finished second in assists. He was a great player. He had a great season. But not only did De'Aaron Fox make the All-Star team, not only did De'Aaron Fox uh, make third-team All-NBA, not only did De'Aaron Fox's team make the playoffs, De'Aaron Fox was the most clutch player in the entire NBA. And so I think it has more to do when you talk about these rankings and, and the difference between Tyrese and Fox. And I understand it's not big of a difference. Fox 24, Tyrese 21. But Tyrese is lovable, he's smiling, he's affable, people, you know, like him. And De'Aaron Fox doesn't really play the media game that well. We heard him uh, last week say he doesn't care about the Olympics, you know. So De'Aaron Fox isn't isn't that guy when it comes to that. But to have Tyrese Halliburton ahead of him already, I, I think that's that's a joke to me. I'm not happy about that. Here's the double slap in the face for, for De'Aaron Fox. He's ranked, as we said, 23rd. So, and this is Malik Andrews, and obviously she knows what she's talking about. Um, this is, uh, let's see, 2022 NBA ranked 54th. Why he rose 31 spots. Uh, or maybe it's Kendra. It's probably Kendra Andrews who wrote Yeah, that. probably Kendra. Yeah, Kendra. yeah. They both know what they're doing. Yeah. Why he rose 31 spots. His huge year, Fox's huge year, um, didn't hurt that he played with the most complete team he's ever played with. So, in other words, why was he so good? Oh, yeah, better players around him. So that's kind of a slight to him, right? <laughs> but the other players that they mentioned, like Keegan and Malik Monk, they weren't good enough to put in the top. On their top 100, 100 right? Yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah. So that was, uh, in a way, kind of disrespectful. And he follow up. How can he follow up his his breakout year? It's almost, and that's 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 my point here about all of these rankings and polls that are coming out. It just it seems to be a media consensus, even though it's different people writing these, that the Kings, like, eh, you know what? We don't want to say, but they were a little lucky last year. They weren't really that good. Doesn't that seem to be right. the underlying? Yeah, that, with all these rankings and, and projections and all that, you know, that, that people think, well, the Warriors, 
They only won one game on the road or whatever their road record was. Seven or eight games, I think they won uh, last year on the road. They're going to be better. And, and it goes to what I said the other day. All these other teams get the benefit of the doubt, but people look at reasons why the Kings aren't as good instead of validating you know, why they were that good. The reason why they were so good last season, Fox played like an all-NBA guy. Sabonis was great. You know, forget all the rankings, a bleacher report about Sabonis. He was an all-star. He played great. Mike Brown was great. You know, the offense was great. Guys gutted through injuries. They, you know, they could have sat out. Sabonis could have sat out. Keegan could have. Fox could have missed some games, even more games as well. But they did, and they decided to play. And I feel like their decision to play is being held against them, sort of used against them uh, this year going into it. Like, oh, there's no way they can be as healthy. And so it's uh, you're right about the the double uh, slant, yeah, I guess, right. uh, to Fox. You know, I didn't read it like that at first. <laughs> but when you brought that up, I was like, yeah, you're right. It, it didn't hurt that he had a complete team. Well, when you're a good team, you usually have a complete team. Jokic, as great as he is, they have a complete team. Right. You know, you, right. you look at the Celtics, Milwaukee, they have complete, they have good players around them. And you can't default De'Aaron Fox for that. I also have a bit of an issue with the fact that ranked number 20, so right ahead of Halliburton and Sabonis and Fox, is Carl Anthony Towns. And that's <laughs> reputation because last year he was 13th, and I understand he was the first player picked in the draft. But it's funny, the, um, the rundown of him says, uh, it's possible if he's healthy, he'll remind us of why he was an all-NBA third-team pick in 2022. Well, Fox and Sabonis were all NBA third right. team last year. Right. right. And you have exactly. them behind him. But I get it. it it's reputation. Know. Yeah, it's reputation. But, you know, and it's Pelton, I guess, Kevin Pelton yep. wrote this. Yeah. Our guy, Kevin Pelton. But he does, uh, doesn't actually make a case for Carl Anthony Towns other than if he's healthy. Like, it's, it's other than, you know, adjusting to Rudy Gobert. No, why don't you say. Carl Anthony Towns added this to his game, or Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you know, uh, you know, shoots will shoot better. So it's always, you know, when you look at it, he doesn't really give a firm uh, reason why he thinks Carl Anthony Towns is going to be better. It's hoping, sort of, it's guessing. You know, if he stays healthy, to your point, it's based on reputation. It's yeah. not based on what we saw this past season. It's based on what we saw in 2021, 2022. Yeah, and that's what bothers me most of all about these rankings. It's one thing for the national media to get it wrong about the Kings. Kyle, that's been happening for right, decades. Right, right. Uh, people nationally, the media sometimes, they it takes them two months to catch up with what's really going on with the Kings. But the underlying suggestion here is what the Kings did last year, they weren't really that good. And that's what bothers Yeah, me. that, that bo- like, like you know, it, it was a, a one-hit wonder yeah. kind of thing. Oh, they can't do it again, can right. they? And so, you know, to the Kings' uh, point, you know, maybe they, you know, they use that as a chip on their shoulder, right. you know, out to prove people wrong once again. And I will say, we understand how long it's been since the Kings have, have been a winner. We understand the drought. You know, the Kings were, were sort of the laughing stock of the league. But when you watch this organization day in and day out, like we do here in Sacramento, when you listen to Mike Brown, this is a, a this organization has made a complete 180 from what it was in the past. Like they're a stable organization now. They have a great GM. Mike Brown is the coach of the year. When could we have really said that about Sacramento during those lean years where the GM was great, 
The coach was, you know, had the backing of everybody. He was firm. He was solid. We go into this season for the first time, you know, in a long time, not questioning the future of the coach, the GM. Will one of our stars be traded? And so this is a completely different Kings organization than what, you know, ESPN has been used to. Yeah. During those lean years, you had to squint as a Kings fan. And then you could kind of see maybe like, you know, George Carl was a really good coach and and, and, and Boogie, you know, he's an all-star and maybe, or, or you know, hey, with Rudy Gay and Mike Malone, they're, they're, they're making strides and just maybe, I don't know, maybe I, with Isaiah Thomas, maybe they're a playoff team. But now you just, you saw it, you know it, everybody, and they know it too, which is the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they know it on the inside uh, there with this Kings organization. You know, I, I love the fact that Mike Brown is, is talking championship. He's holding guys accountable. Uh, I, I love that Monty McNair is not listening to the outside noise. He has a vision. He has a plan. And and and, and ESPN be damned. He's going to do what he's going to do. And so we're seeing the fruits of that labor. You know, the Tyrese Halliburton trade, he got roasted for that. He got gutted for that. Everybody thought it was a horrible trade. But now look at it. Sure, Tyrese is great, but Sacramento isn't where it is if Monty McNair doesn't make that trade. Uh, Real quick here, just to wrap it up, uh, we'll probably revisit these rankings at some point here, but here's four players that that fell the furthest in these rankings. Uh, You've got Chris Paul, who was number 21 last season. Now they have him at 76. You got Cade Cunningham, who was number 35 last year and fell to 74th. Well, he just didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. And I think in... I mean, there was a time when he would have come back and played, don't you think? The, the way yeah, the NBA yeah, is now is like, yeah. hey, you know what? We're trying to get Wemby, so just take it Take easy. your time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Gobert fell from number 18 last year to number 64 wow. this year. Oh, man. I think he should have fallen farther. <laughs> and then James Harden, number 11 last year to In number what world was James Harden number 11 last year? Though? Like, uh, he was probably fiction. like number 25 last year in my book, and now he's 43. John Morant took a big uh, dive as well. John Morant, you know, I think, you know, I need to pull it up here, but he was way up there. But then the gun incident and all that last year, I think that, uh, you know, really moved him down. I think he's like in the 30s or 40s right now, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, and then the four biggest gainers, Shea went from number 48 last year to he's top 10 this year, somewhere in the top 10. Lori Markinen, not ranked last year, this year 28th. Paulo Bancaro, number 82 last year, this year ranked 30th. And his teammate, Franz Wagner, one of my favorites, <laughs> not ranked last year. They have him at 52. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. No, Orlando got, they're building something. They, they got some nice young talent uh, out there in Orlando for sure. Yeah, doesn't it seem like everybody? Right. Has, everybody has got a lot some of nice, nice young, young talent. talent. Oh, you're right about that. <laughs> when we come back, the NFL is considering a t shirt fine for George Kittle. And, huh, Purdy surges to the top of quarterback rankings. Well, I know Kyle will want to get to that <laughs> when we come back here. Drive guys, Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, Sackdown Sports. We're going to have Dusty Baker's Houston Astros against Bruce Bochy's Texas Rangers for the American League pennant. So who am I going to root for? I don't know if Giants fans are torn over that. Kyle Draper, I'm Whitey Gleason. But it became easy for me last night. Dusty is the guy. I'm going dusty because I found out Mm. that the Astros 
all of them in the clubhouse. And now the fans, even during games, they're singing Creed songs. <laughs> Creed drives me. That did it for you. All oh, right, I like, sorry, Boach. <laughs> Let's go Astros. <laughs> And, you know, I love Dusty. We all love yeah. Dusty. He's from here. Nobody likes the Astros. That's what I was about to say. Aren't nobody. they, like, the most hated team in the <laughs> country nobody, right now? Nobody, nobody likes, the likes the Astros right uh, now. The guy in Creed is it Scott Stapp. He did a song about the Marlins years ago, and maybe we can find it at some point. I don't know if I want to subject you to it. It is a worst, one of the worst songs <laughs> ever, period. <laughs> Certainly the worst baseball song. So hearing that the Rangers are in there in the dugout in the clubhouse and they're singing Creed, it's like, that's like, great, nah, good for you. Nah. Let's go Astros. <laughs> Creed still doing things? Are they still uh, putting out music? I, or <laughs> I don't know. Not that I know of. Um, but who, you know, who that, has the aux, right? Like they, somebody needs to, to to take the music out of that person's hands. Like, gosh, Creed of a wow. I guess they're all yeah. It's really popular in there, and you got announcers for the Rangers quoting Creed, and it's just uh, not my cup of tea. Um, meanwhile, and thank you, Kyle, for pointing this out. I don't know if you, if you're a 49er fan, have you seen this yet? George Kittle, you know, he wore the T-shirt against the Cowboys. Speaking of Texas, he wore the T-shirt against the Cowboys that said "Bleep Dallas." And now, according to Adam Schefter, the NFL—it's a little weird. This is being worded. The NFL is considering fining George Kittle for that T-shirt. Under the terms of the NFL's fine schedule, personal messages carry a fine of ten thousand nine hundred twenty-seven dollars. Do you know, Kyle? I have no idea why the league just wouldn't either do it or not. Why? Like, why is we this saw it, right? Right? It, it. It's like he wore the shirt. We see it. Everybody's seen it. I mean, this should be cut and dry, right? This is black and white. There's no gray area when it comes to this. And so, like you said, why consider it? Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And, and was, Kittle under, would understand, too, right? I mean, he clearly broke the rule, right? Yes, definitely. Now, he was inspired by Gary Plummer, who yes. wore a similar shirt in 1994. And I read an article Monday in which Gary Plummer explained how he got around that rule. The rule is you can't wear something like that on the field. It's illegal. Right. So he wore it, but he had someone take a picture of him before he stepped onto the field. He had the T-shirt on. Mm. And then he wore it under his jersey, but he didn't reveal that until he came off the field. And then so he said, it. technically, you can... I wasn't on the field. Like, you, you didn't no see it on, yeah. that I had it on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but Kittle, uh, you know, you can see the picture right there, clearly on the field. Yeah, clearly, clearly the- yeah, lifts up his jersey, says, uh, blank Dallas, and uh-huh. uh, I'm all for it, hey. Kittle, go for it, but you're going to get fined for it. But uh, that's another dig at Dallas. Not only do you get your butt kicked, 42-10, then you get this guy after the game showing off his F. Dallas shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – but these are rivals, and this is what happens in rivalries, so I'm not going to get mad at Kittle for doing it. I can't remember a time when the 49er-Dallas rivalry was so one-sided in yeah, the favor of the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, there must have been a few years in there. I know when Jerry first took over the – Cowboys, they were just terrible. yeah, they were but bad. But then it was just they were not relevant. Right, they or weren't the relevant. The teams then. have both been yeah. decent. The 49ers have never been this dominant to the point where they're just humiliating the Cowboys. No, you're right. I mean, and, and and it shouldn't be this way in terms of the disparity between the two. Like the Cowboys before this week, uh, this last uh, beatdown that they people thought they were contenders in the NFC, and like we said the other day. They got exposed big time. And so, you know, everybody, even at Jerry Jones admitted, you know, 
The Niners are they're at a different level than we are right now. And so uh the Cowboys were humbled uh this past week. They they went back to Dallas with their tail between their legs mm-hmm. and there's nothing they could do about it except hopefully see the Niners in the postseason. To that point, it's the best laugh I've gotten all week. I was on NFL.com today, and I'm looking at all the stories. And as you say, you scroll down, and there's stories from the previous weeks. And there was a story there, are the Dallas Cowboys the best team in the NFL? Was that today? Yeah, but it was from, you know, last week oh, or two okay. weeks ago. I was like, no, I don't think they are. I want to take that down. Right, right. We, that, that has been proven not to be the case. Hey, I found something else for you, Kyle. Oh, shucks. Here I know how go. you love rankings and stats. Yep, big rankings. Guy. Yeah, every week the, um, the athletic comes up with um, quarterback rankings based on what they call EPA, which is expected points added, and it's very complicated. Uh, we don't need to go into all that, but they update it every week. So right now at the very bottom, this is how guys are playing right now. So forget yep. about reputation, right. who's done what, how are these guys playing right now. At the very bottom of the NFL, you've got <laughs> the Jones boys, Mac Jones and Daniel Jones. Yep. Very bottom. And then Kenny Pickett's down there, Deshaun Watson's down there, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, Desmond Ritter, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Jimmy, by the way, is actually uh, Jimmy's not doing that badly according to these rankings. Jimmy's oh, see, I see here, 9, 10, 11, 12. He's twelfth. Twelve. In wow, in the league. So that should actually uh, show you how worthless these rankings are. But oh, go, ahead. go ahead, they're great. They get beyond the eye test. I know you're a big eye test guy. And then look at what's really going on. Yeah. So uh, top eight quarterbacks in the NFL right now, according to EPA. You've got C.J. Stroud, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, <laughs> fourth Mahomes, third Josh Allen. What could you say? Purdy's better than Josh Allen. Josh Allen, third, two a second, number one in the National Football League. Brock Purdy. Is that what you do at night when you go home? Is that look up stats and, and articles that prove you your point about it. Brock Purdy? You can't what do you mean it. I can't ignore it? I told you what, what the, the whole notion thing about Brock Purdy. All right, I'm gonna look at these numbers right here. This this article on the Athletic you brought up. Is he a better quarterback than Josh Allen? You think he's on the same? Is he a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? Right now he is. He's having a better year. Right now he's clearly having a better year. That's what I said. Simone right J. Clip that. Clip that. This guy actually said Brock Purdy is a better He's quarterback. A better year. Is he a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? Right now he is. He has been this okay. year. Okay. So right now, Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. There you go. Facts is facts. If you're the Niners. As Dreamon says, are, those are, are facts. Are you signing Brock Purdy to a $50 million a year deal? No, I don't have to No, do no, that, I'm so. asking you, though. I'm telling like, you. Would you reward him? Because he is the best quarterback. Does he deserve a $50 million a year kind of deal? Uh, well, no, right now he doesn't. Because the way it works, it would be foolish to give him that. If you were forced. If <laughs> but he's the best quarterback right now, in the NFL. I know, and you got he's him the for best a, quarterback. a really club-friendly <laughs> deal. You're right. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. <laughs> he's the best quarterback, <laughs> but he doesn't deserve to be paid like the best quarterback. Sorry, that's just the timing that, that, of it, that, that's, that's the proof. That's all Sorry I need right there. That. Brock Purdy, he, even you're not uh, you know, thinking that he's better than Patrick Mahomes. I get it, Whitey. I get it. He's your guy. He's playing extremely well. <laughs> but those guys below him, uh, Josh Allen. 
Pat Mahomes. Uh, they've done some things in they the postseason. They need to keep trying. They might right, be able to catch right. Brock. One day, they you might be Brock Purdy. But Pat. Brock Purdy is a great story. He's having a great season. He's putting up some great numbers. But he's not asked to do half the things that all these – Two is asked to do more than Brian. Josh Allen's asked to do more. Patrick Mahomes, just a herb. I can go down the list. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy is asked to do the least with the most amount of weapons in the NFL. That's because it, he makes it look so easy. You don't realize how much he's doing. He's uh, doing more than he's asked to do, but he does it so well. It just doesn't look like it. That's the beauty of Brock Purdy. That's the beauty of it. He's putting up numbers, but if now if you're a numbers guy, great. You know, if if you're all about the stats, black and white, I'm about the eye test. I'm about doing it on the biggest of stages. Yeah, that's you know, fair. You know, Eli Manning was not a great regular season quarterback, but he's a multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback, and in my opinion, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Not because of the regular season, but because of the postseason. I agree. Your, your reputation is made in the playoffs, Whitey. Not what you do week five against the lowly Dallas Cowboys. They weren't lowly until Brock Purdy <laughs> broke them in half. It does sound like, though, it's one thing to say, well, I'd like to see if he can do it on the bigger stage. To me, it sounds like you're saying he can't. I don't know. A big difference. The jury's there. out. I don't know if he could do it on the biggest of stages. He went to the NFC Championship game, and the Eagles took him out of the game. Let's see what he does this year. That's been my whole uh, thing about Brock Purdy all along. Not that he's a bum. Not that he can't play the quarterback position. But pump the brakes on calling him, Whitey, the best quarterback in the NFL. Pump the brakes on him. He is. Right now he is. If you could trade Brock Purdy for Pat Mahomes, what would you do? If I'm the 49ers? Given the salaries, no, no, there's no, no ten- questions. <laughs> I'm taking Brock Purdy. That's not. I don't you give that. You gotta add all these qualifiers well, in. That's the I'm reality. Sorry. I'm telling you, throw out the salary. <laughs> or when they do have to pay Brock Purdy next year or whatever, then we can talk about that. You know, mm-hmm. but for throw out the salaries. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. He's a great story. Enjoy it while it lasts. It's fun. He's the guy. He's on uh, Good Morning America, Today Show, whatever show he's been on. He's been great. I get it. Where are you going to go when he beats your guy for the NFC title, then he beats Mahomes for the Super Bowl? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to hide? I told you, I'll buy a Brock Purdy jersey. I'll be like, you know what? This dude's legit. I'm not Kyle Shanahan in the offseason after, you know, half a season of of work saying he's the real deal. I need to see more. That's it. I'm I'm not going to jump on his bandwagon and and pump his tires like you guys are doing around here. You better hurry. There's there's still a little space left. Nah, nah, it's it's not happening. A little space left, but not much. You know what? He's a good quarterback. He's a great story. He he's, great play, story. he's playing great. I'm not saying he is great. He's playing great right now. But to be among the game's elite, to be among the game's greats, you got to do it for an extent. That's a small sample size. That's five games in. You're talking five games in and you're pointing that. Let's Only let, played this year. Let me see. Baker Mayfield's on that list. Is uh-huh. Baker Mayfield a top six quarterback in the NFL? Uh, right now he is. <laughs> In fact, he's Dude, just barely. How do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night, White? He's just, just at a golf right now. He <laughs> how is. do you sleep That's at night? That's how it works. Dude. That's one, two, you're three, four, me. five, six. Yeah, you're, you're killing When me. we come back, the NBA's top villain is in midseason form already. And who are the Kings' most wanted villains on other teams? Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason are right back with you. Drive guys, sack down. Question for you, Kyle Draper. I assume that if the Kings win in the preseason, the beam is still lit. Do you know? It should be right. That's a great yeah. question. I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, let me uh let me text somebody. I'll, I'll get on that. Uh, 
I would. Think I don't know so. if I want it lit. Okay, though, right? Yeah, I, I mean, understand. I, I don't know. I'm okay uh, with me, it, but I know some people say mm, it's not worthy. Yeah, right. It's preseason. You yeah, know, it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's you know, Fox and those guys aren't playing big minutes. I don't know. It's. LeBron's not playing. It's just, I don't know. It's, hmm. That's kind of cheesy. I don't, All right. I don't know. Let me, All right. let me find out, though. I'll have an answer we, for you we, here soon. We could take a, a, a poll, but we're already, Simone's working on a poll about <laughs> who's the best quarterback in, in the NFL right now. And I just want you to know because I want I want to brace you for it because I don't think you're going to like the way it goes, but we'll see. No, you know, the, the, the thing uh, about, King, uh, you know, fans out there, NFL fans and, and Niners fans, uh, they're objective. You know, they're unbiased. And so I, I, I hope they would, you know, be really unbiased about this when they uh, look at our polls. Simone just put it up right there. You can check it out on our YouTube channel, Sacktown Sports 1140. But I think they'll answer honestly. That's sure. what I'm expecting from our sure. Niners fans out there. Yeah. So which quarterback's playing the best in the NFL right now? Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, or... Uh, uh, we had on. to put which who who's playing the best I, right now. I didn't write that the was poll. not our discussion, Simone. Our <laughs> discussion was who's the best quarterback. Well. Jay told me that's the producer's call right there. Jay, I don't want I his boy that. to finish last. That's why. I don't <laughs> want his boy to finish dead last. When I saw in that, the poll. I thought, oh, Jay had a hand in that. Okay, good for you. <laughs> you see how they phrased that? Oh man, just well so this is slanted. And we well grade played. this one with a curve here. All right, that's we I also have some questions here on the chat, perhaps. Perhaps you can help us with this, Kyle, yeah, I got being a TV guy. Some people are concerned that the game on NBA TV will be blacked out tonight, but since there is no local telecast, I don't think so. I'm worried it'll be blacked out also. Okay. And you and I have uh, talked about this. Remember last season we've seen Lakers and Clippers games yes, blacked out yes, here I did for some happen. reason, yeah. and, and so I, I'm not sure uh, what's going to happen with that. Uh, I'm hoping to watch it somewhere. I just sent out a tweet. I was like, where are we watching the game at tonight? Because I'm not going to watch it from home. I'm looking to go out to a sports bar. I don't know a good sports bar in Sacramento. You know, I came here when the pandemic was going on and everything. So I really didn't get out in those streets, Whitey. But uh, I want to watch the game out there uh, with some Sacramento Kings fans. And so I don't know any sports bars or anything like that. Oh, we can help you with that, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's that's need to get a deal with a sports bar that's what i need mm-hmm. we can start broadcasting the show from there that's right that'd be sweet that's right we're available uh dylan brooks <laughs> my guy friend of yours <laughs> <laughs> my guy and this actually happened yesterday and kyle brought it up yesterday uh and we didn't get to it during the show but it's uh something we definitely need to address as you may have seen dylan brooks last night playing his first game with the uh, rockets <laughs> first preseason game and less than five minutes into the game, he uh, received a flagrant two <laughs> for going right to the no-no zone of Daniel Tice. And then that, he was ejected from the game. Oh, come on. It's first preseason game. I've, I've watched the tape a million times. I've watched it over. I don't know if he actually gave, like, <laughs> a shot to it. Did he hit him there? Yes. But I don't think it was intentional. He couldn't have been that pissed off five minutes into the game. Usually it takes a while to get that worked up, right? A guy's hitting you with screens all night, illegal picks or something like that, elbowing you in a way you don't like or something. Then maybe you retaliate and do it. But I don't think that's part of his repertoire on opening tip. That's, I'm going to go yeah. hit somebody in the man region. I, I, but – It's Dylan Brooks. Right. It's Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is moving left to right with Tice setting a screen to his right. Dylan Brooks sees the screen is there, turns his shoulder to go under the screen, right? Yeah. And as he goes 
turns his shoulder so he can go past and under Tice, his left hand somehow comes out and strikes Tice um, right there in the ball rack. Yeah. Now, how, how, what, what happened to cups? Remember back in the day, they used to wear uh, protective wears, cups. Nobody wears that anywhere, wear right? Anymore. What happened yeah. to those? I don't know. You know? I don't like, know. I thought Tice sold that a little bit, <laughs> embellished a little bit, got away with it, but. Uh, that's Dylan Brooks. Like, that's par for the course, right? How does right? your hand go there, though? I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for <laughs> Dylan Brooks. You're not going to paint me into that corner. I'm just saying. It sounded like you kind of wanted no, to, though. Because you were trying. I, I actually think Dylan Brooks is a better basketball player than people actually give him credit for. You know, they, they think of all the dirty stuff, the trash talk and everything. I think that overshadows uh, his value to a team and, and how good he can be. So uh, I, I just, you know, so that's why I'm sticking up for him to an extent because Dylan Brooks is a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, he said, I might have tapped him below the waist, <laughs> but he got right back up. He said, I tried to navigate a screen. What's my name? What's my name? My name is Dylan the villain. So, yeah, yeah he says, I guess I am being targeted. I think maybe that's just as that's the way he goes under a screen, right? I'll give you a little something, something, so next time you remember that before you set the screen. He doesn't even know he's doing it. Right, and, and <laughs> what, but what I'm afraid, you know, for Dylan Brooks is he's starting to, to live up to his reputation, if you will. He's starting to become this caricature, this villain, you know, Dylan the villain. Like, he's playing it up himself instead of just playing basketball. You know, he's always played with an edge, but it seems like he's crossed the line, jumped the shark, if you will, on a little it. bit. Yeah, a little bit. And, and so, and that's why Memphis was a okay with letting him go. I mean, if if you were to ask Memphis a couple of years ago, two three years ago, like he was a cornerstone piece. It was him and John Morant in that backcourt. Desmond Bain hadn't really came on uh, as of yet, and then somehow along the way, he's become this villain now. And you know, instead of letting his play do the talking, he's talking with his mouth and talking with cheap shots. What he said made me laugh, and maybe I should be more sympathetic. Mitch Irvin is the name of the official yeah. who called the flagrant two. Flagrant two, as you know, you're gone. And Brooks said afterwards, that's really going at who I am as a person. That ref, Mitch, that just shows that he he just doesn't know who I am as a person. <laughs> he actually said that. He doesn't know who I am as a person. Yeah, yeah, Dylan. I, I think we do know. That's but the problem. Dylan, it's the preseason. Right, it's the preseason. Your first game in a new uniform at yeah. that. This is your Rockets debut. And I understand playing with an edge, but that that was a dirty shot, man. You, you can't do that. I don't know the answer. You shouldn't ask questions on the radio that you don't know the answers to. Like I said, it's like uh, doing that in court. But do you know, do those, do those points count towards his – Season total? That's a great question. I don't know. I, I sure don't wanna, hope not for I, his I, don't, sake. I wouldn't think so. I hope not. I, I think it probably resets uh, once the regular so. season begins. I mean, you know, it, can you imagine? <laughs> this is a playoff game <laughs> right. because of what he did to Daniel Tice. Right. <laughs> in, in five minutes in the first preseason game. Oh, my gosh. Game. Hey, who do, who do you think belongs on the list of uh, Kings fans' villains? If you, Players in the NBA that Kings fans look at it, boo, he's the enemy. He's a bad guy. Draymond's number Draymond's one. Draymond's right? number one for the stomp against uh, Sabonis. Um, I would say Valanchunas also. You remember oh. a couple years ago, Valanchunas uh, broke, what was it, Chemezi Metu's uh, wrist or hand or something or something like that. Uh, you know, the end says Robert Ori. Uh, so, of course, Robert forever. Ory, forever right, in ever. perpetuity, right? Forever, yeah. forever, forever. Uh, right now, like for me, 
as a Kings guy, like Steph Curry's on that list for me. I think so. Like, I, I'm sorry. The dude come into my building, drop 50 points, eliminate us. He should get the boot treatment big time. You know, uh, who else out there? How about, does LeBron belong on it? And I know yeah. he's not a bad, he's never really done anything, but he's, you know, he's yeah, the face I think so. of one of our Yeah, and he's on the Lakers. Yeah, franchises. I would throw LeBron on that as well. Uh, you know, LeBron is, is one of those, like, love-hate guys. You know, people either love him, love him or hate him. And so I, I would throw LeBron on here. Yes. <laughs> Draymond, Bell, Junis, Robert Ori, Steph, and LeBron. What a list. I think that's pretty accurate, though. That's that's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. Dylan Brooks. No Buddy really... Heald's probably that on that list wow, right now. Wow, I think Buddy right. Heald uh, might be on that list right now. What happened there? I know the vitriol towards Buddy Heald just because he made it clear he didn't want to be here? Yeah, and then during, you know, shoot-around one day uh, with the Pacers, you know, a player was being interviewed, and in the background – Buddy Heald, uh, you know, said F Sacramento. Oh, yeah. And so fans, you know, saw mm-hmm. that. It was like his name was mud around this town. I told you I saw him at Disneyland uh, earlier this summer, and I posted a picture of me and Buddy, and fans were like, Draper, what are you doing? We hate that guy. Like, you know, so Buddy Heald's on that list right now. I got another name for you, and it's a bit of a throwback as well. Yeah. Spencer Hawes. Spencer Hawes, really? Yes, because Spencer Hawes is from the Seattle I know, area. I, I was wondering if you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we when I did a morning show here, yeah. he was on our show. He was a regular guest yeah. on our show. And people were, you know, it's like, what they call him and Jason Thompson? They called him Shock and Hawes. They were supposed to be the yeah, next yeah, I remember Plotte that. Yeah. and Weber. And, of course, that didn't quite work out. But people liked him okay. But then when it looked like the Kings were going to move to Seattle, Spencer Hawes was like, yeah. He was all for it. He was <laughs> like, yeah, take me home. Yeah, and Kings and was like, dude. Kings fans are never no, going no. to forgive or forget something like that. Manny says Brooke Lopez also. Remember Brooke Lopez and Trey Lyles got into it uh, last year? Uh, That's right. The game at and the that end was, of the that game. was really Giannis was the one that kind of. Yeah, Giannis, right. Got instigated that, that, and that then, Yeah, exactly. And Brooke took over, and Trey was not having any of that. Yeah. Well, considering what a great year they had last year, they, they don't have a ton of guys on that list. It's kind of unfortunate that two of them are actually former Kings. But that's a pretty pretty good list. It's just there's a gap, I think, Kyle, between everybody and number one right now being Draymond Green. Yeah, I agree. And, and unfortunately, we won't see Draymond on Sunday. He's hurt. Hopefully, we'll see him in the regular season that first week. Uh, we've got Damian Wilkins, former NBA star. is going to join us at 315. And when we come right back, top of the hour, Kings-Lakers. Who needs to play well tonight for the Kings? That's next on The Drive Guys, Sacktown Sports.